The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program. This is the Pet Buzz. This is the Pet Buzz. Freshly collected with news, celebrity pet gossip, and the latest pet trends. The Pet Buzz gives you the latest 411 on everything pet related. Everything pet related. Hosted by pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. And here's the Dynamic Pet Duo. I'm pet trendologist Charlotte Reed, and you are listening to the Pet Buzz, the ultimate in pet talk radio. You know, every week I start out the show with some musings, some things that I've been thinking about for the week. Well, we've all been talking and waiting for this return to normalcy. You know, a time where we can go back to our local pet stores without masks and hang out at the dog park with our friends and, of course, our dog's friends. And while it's depressing all this social distancing, of course, you know, we still need to address the needs of our pets. Well, I find that if I keep my regular schedule, which generally revolves around my dogs and cats and then, of course, my work, I'm talking about the walking, the feeding, the cleaning up, the grooming and the maintaining the litter box. I'm pretty much set. I just have to have my same routine to keep me going. And this week, I have to bathe seven dogs, clean their cages, clean their linens, give them their flea and tick medication. But I needed something else to do because obviously, just like all of you, money and spending money is on my mind, actually not to spend any money. And of course, the economy is up in arms. So uh, one of my biggest expenses is my animals. So I decided to focus on how I can keep more money in my pocket when it comes to my pets, but still giving them that quality of life. So I'm going to keep you posted and give you uh, a few money-saving pet tips next week. But why don't you start? This is my challenge to you. Email me, write to me, post me, tweet me, whatever. Get in touch with me at thepetbuzz.com. I want to know how you guys are going to save money on pet stuff. Okay, so now let's kick off the show with the countdown baby. Okay, for segment four, we're focusing on April as Earth Month. My tips will help pet parents go greener with their four-legged family members. And in three, in segment three, Jeff Corwin, American biologist and wildlife conservationist, is visiting with us to talk about his exciting new show, Alaska Animal Rescue. You don't want to miss this. Okay, in two... In this portion of the show, we got our celebrity scoop and, of course, Flex Facts. Can't miss that. And in Seg 1, with shelter-in-place orders being executed in the U.S. during the novel coronavirus pandemic, we're all stuck at home with kids, parents, couples, and, yes, our pets. We asked a couple of experts to help us figure out how our pets are really feeling during these unprecedented times of COVID-19 isolation. So joining us today is cat expert Beth Edelman and dog trainer Amy Robinson. Both are good friends of the show and two friends who are extremely well-respected in their professions. Beth, welcome to the Pet Buzz. Welcome back. Thank you so much. And Amy, I'm so glad you're here too. Me too. Thank you for having me. You know, I'm so excited that you're both here because you're two of my favorite people and I, you guys don't know each other. Is that correct? I don't think you So I'm so glad we're all talking together and you guys are going to, you guys are going to love each other. I just know that. Okay. And, and the listening audience is going to love both of you and you've both been on the show before. So even better. Okay. So Beth, I'm going to start with you. and I'm going to ask you the first question. Do you think our cats are happier now that we're home? 
I think mostly they are, but there there can be some stressors. Sometimes when we're home, we we're not sticking to the regular routine, and cats are really creatures of habit. So when when they get out of their routine, that can be a little bit stressful for them. It's good to remember that most cats sleep all day, and if you keep waking them up in the middle of the day for a cuddle, sometimes they just want to sleep. Okay, Amy, what about our dogs? Do you think our dogs are happier that we're home, like now, 24-7? I would say overwhelmingly the response has been yes. The reports are very, very positive. Dogs generally love it when the whole pack is together. Okay, I can see that. So we have differences between the dogs and the cats. Okay, well, as you all know, I don't have children, but a lot of my friends and business associates across the country do. And I can tell you, talking to them and working with them is a big task these days. You know, at times, the smaller ones or smaller children need something to do. And I think, you know, the cat or dog walks by and the kids get like, oh, time for a cuddle. So how can we prevent our kids from really annoying the dogs and cats. Let's start with you, Amy. What what kind of strategy should we put in place? So I'm a big believer in assigning tasks. So instead of just running up and crushing the dog into a bear hug, how about some light brushing? Uh, clean the food bowls. Initiate some easy training exercises. Teach a trick. Make it a productive sort of family interaction that's meaningful. And, and the dog will really get into that. Mm, great strategy. Great strategy. And Beth, what about you? What do you think? What should we do? How should we keep our kids and cats like loving each other without being bothersome? Well, I think Amy had some really great ideas. I think that it's also a good time for your kids to learn new cat games. I think you can also, when the cats are sleeping, you still need to make a rule when the cats are sleeping, you leave them alone. When the cats are sleeping, that's a great time to make cat toys. So then when the cat wakes up, you can have your game and, and uh, start from there. Oh, I like that. DYI. DYI with Beth. I like that a lot. Okay, well, if you've just joined us, we're talking with two pet pros, cat expert Beth Edelman and my dear friend Amy Robinson, dog trainer extraordinaire. So, Amy, do you think dogs, for example, miss their friends at the dog park? I mean, I know I'm missing my friends. Oh, well, I think it's always good for them to be with their own species. So if you can't get to a dog park, think about calling a friend and doing like a team trail walk. You're outside, you can socially distance, and it's a great sort of interactive, meaningful experience that's, that's fun for humans and dogs. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. As long as you keep them busy and you are social distancing, I'm a firm believer, and you guys have heard me say this, I'm worried about your pet acting as a fomite, but as long as you're both doing something and walking together with your pets, you can still have a good time and get that exercise in. Okay, Beth, since the home environment is changing, more people, it's busier, should we be looking for subtle changes in our pet's behavior if they're not so happy? And what what would those subtle changes be? Well, the first thing to look for when cats want to be left alone, they go somewhere to be left alone. They go in the closet, they go under the couch, you know, they, they hide somewhere. And so if your cat is hiding, first thing to do is just kind of leave them alone and let them, let them hang out where they want to be. However, if you're seeing any kind of um, changes in their eating habits, eating more, eating less, using the litter box more, using the litter box less, interacting with you more or interacting with you less, those can all be signs of illness. I think because pets are family members, that's affected by loss and change in the home. Do you think our cats are affected if people get sick or they pass away and have to leave the home? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, cats are very, very bonded to their families. Uh, don't believe anyone who tells you they're not. If there's a change in anything that happens in the family, they are very, very stressed by that, just as we are. Um, that's why, among other things, it's important to have a plan for pet care if you have to be hospitalized. And that's especially, you know, if you're in a high-risk group so that you're, you know, really isolating yourself and taking care and you have a cat, please make sure that you also have a friend who will take your cat if something happens to you. Great point. We've been emphasizing that over the last few weeks as we've been covering COVID-19 for the last five or six weeks. And Amy, why don't you uh, give us your comments, give us your opinion. So I think this whole experience of everybody being home is a good opportunity to be students of animal behavior. So on that note, I'm going to let you ladies go, but thank you so much for joining us today. Amy, Give us your website so we can have people find out more about you and your training techniques and what it is that you do when you're not talking to me on the Pet Buzz. Sure. It's amyrobinsondogexpert.com. Beth? So before I do that, can I just uh, give your listeners one quick safety tip, which is that um, it's good for you to wash your hands when you've been out, but please don't wipe your cat with antiseptic wipes because, remember, whatever is on your cat's coat, They groom themselves and they swallow, and stomach acid will be plenty to kill off anything, any coronavirus. Don't worry about it. My website is bethedelman.wix.com slash catbehavior. Okay, and we're going to put both of those websites and pictures of these ladies on our social media channels so that you can, if you have questions or you have comments or even want to comment about this segment, definitely get in touch. Really important. We love to hear from you. Up next, see how Rachel Ray is helping pets during the time of the global pandemic. Of course, Flex Facts 2. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We would love to communicate with you via social media. Use the Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. I want to be a contender. I want a warm belly to sleep on. A big house. How do I look? Do, do I look good? I want to play hard. My nails done once a month. I want. I want a home. I just want a home. I want someone to love. Last year, more than 30,000 companion animals came to us without homes. 20,000 of them were felines. Let's make some homes. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. When your doctor recommended omega fatty acids as a daily supplement, he told you that they promoted better heart, brain, skin, joint, and immune system health. Well, doesn't it make sense for your pet to have the same health benefits? EpiPet Whole Fish Treat, an all-natural smoked fish supplement, is 100% bioavailable, bringing your pets the nutrients they need to keep them healthy and happy. We first heard about EpiPet at our local rescue shelter where our family adopted Lucy, a 10-year-old yellow lab. She was in tough shape, but we noticed within just a few days how soft and thick her coat was getting. She has more energy now, loves to chase her favorite tennis ball, and most importantly, how happy and healthy Lucy is now. We could not be happier. Thanks, EpiPet. To order better pet health for your dog or cat, just visit epi-pet.com. That's epi-pet.com. 
Thank you so much for joining the Pet Buzz. This show is hosted by the Pet Dynamic Duo. I'm pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. And now for the celebrity pet news. Here's the scoop. Well, Rachel Ray is making sure everyone's four-legged family members are cared for during the novel coronavirus pandemic. You know, Rachel appeared on The View uh, via video call, of course, to discuss her recent donation to support COVID-19 relief efforts and announce another major contribution she's making, this time with furry friends in mind. It seems that her pet food company, Rachel Ray Nutrish, will be donating 4 million meals to pets to ensure companion animals stay well-fed during this time of uncertainty. I think that's high snaps for Rachel. The donation will be made through greatergood.org. That's what she explained, which will provide the donated meals to animal shelters and families who are struggling to feed their pets. The donated pet meals will go to Jose Andreas's World Central Kitchen, which continues to receive requests for extra pet food, according to their press release. Well, by making sure that pets have enough food, have enough to eat, it lessens the chance that a family will have to surrender their animal to an animal shelter. And the chef, the celebrity chef, added that she hopes that the donation will help keep families together. That's two and four-legged family members. Additionally, the talk show host announced that she would be donating $4 million to COVID-19 relief efforts through her two charities, one of which is the Rachel Ray Foundation, and the other is Yummyo. So once again, high snaps for Rachel. Thank you for thinking of others, Rachel. I am sure your beloved Izzy Boo will be very, very proud of you. Hey, it's time for Flex Facts, what you guys have been waiting for. Welcome to Just the Facts. Just the Facts. Fact or fiction? Just the Facts, ma'am. You want answers! I want the truth! It's going to take long. You got the time. So, Dr. Fleck, what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about how veterinary practices have been affected by COVID-19. So, how have veterinary practices been affected by COVID-19? Well, under the stress of COVID-19, it's really... Honestly, more difficult in accepting patients and clients and delivering the care that they need because we don't do as much preventative medicine care and we're seeing some unusual medical requests about their pets' conditions. Okay. And so what do you, what kind of, what are you talking about? Like explain. Well, I do believe that because people are spending more time with their pets, uh, they're observing them more attentively and maybe too attentively. So they observe things that they think are medically improper for the pet. Or maybe they're even seeing conditions that they didn't see before because they were too busy. And that's a positive part of it. They are seeing some things that are. But what we're doing is we're seeing a more thorough evaluation of and questioning by our clients okay. as they come in the office. And we talked about this a few weeks ago, but right. let's, let's, let's get down into why we're doing flex facts today. So what other problems or, um, that you have you had since COVID-19? Our supply chain for what we need to protect our, our clients, our patients, and our staff. Just like everybody else is, they're searching through the Publixes and the Walmarts for their toilet paper, etc. We need certain things that are necessary. The products that you have are limited. You have limited access to those products. Yeah, think, like of, you the, think, of, think of your hand washing. We need that. We need the hand sanitizers. Right. We need... Disinfectants like bleach. We need masks. We need gowns. We need caps. We can't get those because those are all at 
in, in, in load supply. So it's interesting because you're open in the sense where obviously veterinary services are essential. You're open to, you know, you're open. Whereas other vet practices, they're meeting people outside. Yes. And then like acting more as a concierge service where they're taking the pets from the car. Now I know in some cases in your practice, you have to observe social distancing measures. Um, we had that situation the other day in the practice where people came in and there were too many practices and too many people in the room. So one person had to go wait outside in the car because they weren't six feet apart. So I can see where those items that you're talking about, having people come in with the hand sanitizer and having your staff wear the mask can be very, very difficult and also a little scary. Well, not, not, having not only supplies. that, we have normal distribution chains that we go through to get our supplies that mm-hmm. are veterinary suppliers. We can't necessarily go through them because it's very scarce there. So we're doing the same thing that regular people do. We go through Amazon, eBay. Um, and Walmart. And Walmart. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's where we're getting our supplies now. So that's, yeah, that's at least you guys are not having to wear plastic bags like people were doing a few weeks ago in the hospital. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. So, you know, it just kind of goes to the issue that once again, a lot of these medical supplies, whether they're for human or for animals, they're all made in China. Yeah. And And other countries. I I think that that's an awareness that we're all seeing with this COVID-19 problem right now is that manufacturing of all these essentials that we now know are essential are made in other countries. We have to start doing it here, and I believe that will be something that we will demand of ourselves to happen here. Yeah, obviously, disease affecting the supply chain and having low supplies is is really scary. And, you know, you don't think about it because we've talked so much about it for human medicine, but it also affects veterinary medicine as well. It affects veterinary medicine. It affects patients. Patients are us as people. And patients are pets. And it's true because you guys have to think about this. Going to the vet and having more than one person there, you have to make sure your vet is practicing at social distancing. You want their staff to be safe. You You want to be safe while you're there with them. That's absolutely right. We want to protect our pets, our patients, pets. We want to protect our clients. Yeah. And we want to protect our staff. Exactly. Well, this was another great episode of flex facts anything else nope that's all the flex facts for the week awesome stick around more of the pet buzz very soon but you can't wait for my i like of the week Should you bathe your pet? Well, I'm pet trendologist Charlotte Reed, and I'm asked that question often. How often you should wash your dog depends on a number of factors, including his health, breed, coat, and activity level, as well as where these activities are taking place. Dogs who spend days outside rolling in things are going to need a bath far more often than the ones who spend most of their time on the couch. Or you can always take the smell test. If your dog walked into the room and you can smell them, it's time for a bath. Make sure when it's time for a bath, you gather up all the supplies, including a non-slip mat and plenty of towels. Use shampoo 
formulated for dogs and turn your cell phone off to avoid distraction. And if you have a dog that hates getting a bath, smear some peanut butter on the bathtub wall and let him lick it off while you bathe him. Then he'll know bathing can really be a treat. Know what? What? Since I got adopted, I've learned a lot about these humans. <laughs> I know. I mean, check out these two. It's Flirt City over here. Yeah, I noticed that. It looks like my human is definitely into your human. Oh, look. I think she's getting his number. Nice. Your human's got some sweet moves. Takes after his dog. <laughs> oh, look, they're doing that thing where they put their arms around each other. She kicked up a leg. It's like in the movies. That's awesome. Looks like we're going to be hanging out a little bit more. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Does your pet have dry, flaky, and itchy skin? Do you find yourself visiting the veterinarian repeatedly because Fido or Fluffy has skin allergies or ear infections? I love animals and want my pets to be healthy. So I asked our vet who recommended EpiPet Ear Cleaner. It's super simple and it even smells good. Every week I use it on both my dog and my cat to gently remove wax and debris. (laughs) I even told my friend Aiden to try EpiPet on his dog Sophie who always had red ears. But not anymore. Now we both have happy and healthy pets. Thanks, EpiPet. Developed by a veterinarian, EpiPet is a revolutionary, high-performance skin and ear care product line made with the finest natural ingredients. EpiPet, for you and your pet, means better pet health. For more information, visit epi-pet.com. Welcome back. You are listening to the Pet Buzz, the best in pet talk radio. I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. And I'm pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. And now for my I Likey of the Week. That's the way it has to be because that's the way I like it. It's genius. I like it. I love it so much. I like it. It's to die for. I like it. Well, depending on where you live, you may be ordered to wear masks facial mask when you are out and about. So why not wear one that you like and one that reflects your personality? So a friend of mine, Debbie Viney from New Jersey, she's got some cool masks. So I decided that I got to step it up and I ordered the Pet Buzz mask for my radio crew. And then I also ordered a special English toy spaniel mask for me too. So I want you guys to check out canvasdiscounts.com. That's canvasdiscounts.com. They're a little expensive. They're about $14 a piece. But when you order more, obviously there's a discount. So get together with some friends and, and split the cost. But order a mask that reflects your personality. There's a new show in town, Alaska Animal Rescue. This new Nat Geo Show allows you to team up with Alaskan heroes as they rescue, rehabilitate, research, and celebrate the wild animals of Alaska's frontier. Representing three renowned conservation centers, these animal lovers work by land, sea, and air in one of the most challenging places on the planet to protect Alaska's wildlife. And joining us today to talk about this incredible and exciting new show is its executive producer, Jeffrey Corwin. Jeff is an American biologist and wildlife conservationist. 
So, Jeff, it is a pleasure to have you join us today on the Pet Buzz. Thank you very much. I'm delighted to be with you guys. So what kind of animals are we going to see on the show? Well, what's really wonderful about Alaska Animal Rescue is we cover such a diverse kaleidoscope of critters that make Alaska really our last great wild frontier in North America. So the way I kind of like to think of it is we cover Alaska by land, sea, and air. So at the at the Alaska Wildlife Conservation Center, it's everything from bears to moose to uh, to wolves and muskox to the Sea Life Center, Alaska Sea Life Center, and, and Seward. It's sea lions, it's elephant seals, it's deep water benthic sharks, all sorts of really cool creatures. And in the Raptor Center in Sitka, it's all sorts of birds from waterfowl to, of course, the iconic symbol of who we are, which is the bald eagle. Well, that's great. Give us an idea of like some of the challenges that these wildlife experts are going to have to deal with. Give us a a synopsis of one or two of the episodes. Well, for me, what makes this series very special is I've been to Alaska probably 50 or 60 times over the last 25 years. It's probably the most breathtaking and humbling places of nature that one can experience. And it always amazed me that there are so many uh, TV series out of Alaska and they don't cover the wildlife. And these three facilities were very instrumental in a lot of the television shows I've done. And I wanted to show them on the front lines of conservation and take the audience on a, I guess you could say, on a story arc, a roller coaster ride to the Alaskan wilderness that will make them laugh. Make, maybe uh, get them all excited and thrilled and also draw a tear or two. So we're there in that moment as a muskox is rescued. It, it arrives by an Alaskan airline to the wildlife center after its mom was um, attacked and killed by a grizzly bear. We go through that journey. We meet Skewer, the bald eagle in Sitka, called Skewered because he was battling with another eagle and got um, stuck at where, where a tree limb actually pierced its wing. And we are there. Is it going to survive? Is it going to make it through that Herculean journey to get back in the wild? And there's a story of Pat. Pat is an octopus, and she's three years old. And even though they are incredibly intelligent, and they've got a very quick lifespan, the senescence kicks in, and they need to get her back to the wild so she can replace herself before she expires. We go through all these incredible stories, and that's the first episode. Wait, that's only the that's first episode. We're excited over here already. Okay, but I have to ask, <laughs> yeah. what's a muskox? muskox? What's a muskox? A muskox is an incredible creature that's really right out of the Ice Age. It's an animal that dwells in the tundra. They almost look like, a, I don't know, anyone's a, a, a Star Wars fan. They look like a tom-tom or something like that. They're, they're just woolly and they have big buttress-like horns. Like a, they look like part hippo, part Chewbacca, and part buffalo. And they just live on the very edge of survival of five in, in this icy landscape, pushed to the brink of extinction. I'm really getting excited just by his his description. I mean, it's all visual, and I can't wait. So what organizations are involved to help you with this? Sure. I, I'd love to tell you about these incredible organizations, groups that I've worked with for, in some cases, for a quarter of a century. 
Um, and the one thing I had going in is we had a sense of trust. So they would take a chance with us to tell the real story of what they do as pioneers in conservation. So we work with the Alaska Wildlife Conservation Center outside of Portage and they're, and they're dealing with all the, uh, the terrestrial animals from moose to muskox to, uh, to wolves. Then the Sitka Raptor Center in, in southeast Alaska and they're dealing with all the flighted creatures. So they cover the air. So as, as, as the AWCC covers the land, the Raptor Centers, they covers the air. And to cover the sea, we make our way to Seward to the Alaska Sea Life Center. And they're on the front lines of saving the aquatic wildernesses that make Alaska such a special place. It just is incredible. I just, I just can't believe I'm so looking forward to the show already. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really exciting. I mean, I know you've been to Alaska, Dr. Yes, Platt, I've been there before. So, so you I kind can... of, you can visualize it. I've never been to Alaska and I'm, I desperately want to go. So I just think this is. And a... to the places where he's describing, right. I've been to. So exactly. So, and seeing all these new and exciting animals that many of us have never really experienced, even though it's, you know, visual, it's up close on the computer or television. And I always wanted to see them in more depth. So, wow, this is really going to be exciting. I think it's going to be a great show. Well, if you've just joined us, we're talking with wildlife conservationist Jeff Corwin. You know him. He's the executive producer of the new Nat Geo show, Alaska Animal Rescue. So, Jeff, talk to us about the Alaska terrain and how it can be so challenging for these rescue teams. Well, Alaska is really about the elements. It is... Very, very intimidating. You're dealing with cold waters, wind, elements like snow and other forms of weather. And then, of course, you're dealing with powerful species of wildlife. I mean, it is the last great wilderness in North America, and it warrants a tremendous amount of respect. But in some cases, the creatures there find themselves in trouble. And that's where these these heroes of conservation come into play as they are in the front lines of conservation, saving these just fantastic critters. So, you know, one of the, so I'm just going to say, so one of the components I think the show about the show is really interesting is that you guys are promoting symbolic animal adoption. Tell us why symbolic animal adoption of iconic wild Alaskan animals is so important. Well, many of these organizations that we feature and actually we feature three, the land, the sea, and the air stories from the Sea Life Center, the Wildlife Center, and the Raptor Center. These are nonprofit organizations that individually save thousands of, of animals every year. And that requires resources. It requires medical talent and skills as biologists and veterinarians. It, it requires equipment, technology, and the man and woman power to run these facilities. So these organizations need that help. And, and I can't think of a better way to inspire that connection with them than with the, the, the symbolic creatures that, that they help to save. Hey, Jeff, I am really pumped. I thank you for joining us today. But before you, you go, can you tell us where we can watch Alaska Animal Rescue? Absolutely. So Alaska Animal Rescue is on Nat Geo Wild, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And our next episode coming up, which features an incredibly compelling story on wolves, that'll be coming up this Saturday night. That was wildlife conservationist Jeffrey Corwin, the executive producer of Alaska Animal Rescue. I can't wait for this new show. I bet you can't either after listening to Jeff. Well, after the commercial break, we're going to bring you back some global pet news. 
Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We would love to communicate with you via social media. Use the Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com. Does your pet have dry, flaky, and itchy skin? Do you find yourself visiting the veterinarian repeatedly because Fido or Fluffy has skin allergies or ear infections? EpiPet to the rescue. Developed by a veterinarian, EpiPet is a revolutionary, high-performance skin and ear care product line made with the finest natural ingredients. EpiPet, for you and your pet, means better pet health. For more information, visit epi-pet.com. I'm petrinologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We are urban, suburban, and, and country. And now, global pet news. And now, pet buzz news from around the globe. Well, you know, each day on the news, we've seen how COVID-19 is affecting businesses, events, and families. And now kind of we're faced with the reality of or the toll it's taking on our community's pets. So I read this really um, heartwarming story about a dog named Chi-Chi. She's a poodle mix, perhaps a Bichon. And I'm going to post a picture of this uh, little cute dog on our social media pages because I really want you to see her. Well, she came to the Monmouth County SPCA this past weekend when two members of her family passed away due to the virus. This is going to be a familiar story. So I want you guys to absorb it, listen, and think about how you can help pets in need. Well, little nine pound Chi Chi, she was scared and shaking when she arrived. And, you know, it's so hard. It's, it's, you can imagine how difficult it was for this little dog to suddenly lose everything, lose her parents, lose the place she's ever known, and then end up somewhere completely unfamiliar with a whole bunch of new faces. I don't know much about her past. Um, I don't know who dropped her off, but she was dropped off, like I said, at the Mammoth County Animal Shelter in New Jersey. Well, the staff knew that Chi-Chi needed some loving comfort. She needed a touch. She needed someone to pet her and help her feel safe. And, you know, she's while she's been there, she's received veterinary care, including a dental spay, vaccinations, uh, a warm bath, so that she no longer has to be touched through rubber gloves uh, and feel the gowns and look at people, um, you know, wearing their masks. So when she is ready to go, when she's a behaviorally evaluated, Chi-Chi is going to find a family. The shelter is committed to finding her a shelter and honor her family who passed on. And hopefully, I'm getting teared up as I'm talking to you, hopefully the sweet little girl will find the perfect home. You know, unfortunately, Chi-Chi is 
the first of many animals that Mammoth County SPCA and actually shelters all over the United States will see needing safe havens, needing new homes. So if you can, I know it's difficult, but if you can donate a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, any amount you can to your local shelter, because they will be tasked with finding new homes for pets who passed away. I'm getting choked up. And one of the reasons I'm getting choked up is because many of you know, I'm from New York and it reminds me of 9-11 when, you know, you would go and, you know, some people would go downtown and they would see all these cars in the parking lot that never moved and they would know those people aren't coming back. For me, because I owned a pet care service in New York, it was thinking about those clients of mine who worked on Wall Street who didn't come back. So those dogs out there whose parents aren't going to come back because they've been sick and you see the daily count. Some of those people is people are not just faceless statistics. They're pet owners whose pets are going to need, need help and rehoming. So remember those who've died, help their four-legged family members too, because we all, they need our help. Okay. Well, let's move on. I'll wipe away the tears. April is Earth Month. And, you know, we've missed so many things. We've we've missed St. Patrick's Day and seems like Easter just passed us by and whatever other holidays we had. But April is Earth Month. And with everything that is going on, we must remember that our environment needs our help. And one of the ways you can help is by being an eco-friendly pet parent. You might already recycle or use natural cleansers. But you can also continue the green trend in how you care for your pets. Let me tell you, it's easy. It makes your pets healthier and may even save you some money. Okay, so let's start with turn your trash into choice. So another man's trash and another man's treasure, something like that. Instead of buying brand new toys all the time that may not always last, Consider turning things you already have into pet toys. So, for example, boxes from online deliveries can make great cat playhouses as well as good games, uh, treat games or nose games for smaller dogs. You can even use like old tennis balls, cut them in half and put them on top of like an old muffin tin to make scavenger toys for dogs. Okay, here's another one. Not hard. Sitting around, thinking about what to do, looking at your dog. Why don't you make some pet treats? All natural pet foods are only better for your dog, but they're better for the environment. You don't even have to go out to get the supplies. I'm telling you, have these ingredients in your house already. You have cheese. You probably have peanut butter. You have applesauce. You have eggs. You have flour. You have milk. You have water. All of those things are already in your house. You can find great recipes on the web. So check it out. Okay. So look for recycled packaging. Whenever you buy products for your pets, check to see if the packaging was made using recycled products. Of course, recycle any packaging that you can. It only takes a few minutes to check packaging. And it's one of the easiest ways to be more of an eco-friendly pet parent. Okay. This is one of my favorites. 
Use natural pet care products. Okay, so many pet care products contain harsh chemicals that contaminate the water supply. So, of course, those chemicals aren't safe for your pets either. So try an eco-friendly approach to pet care by using eco-friendly pet products instead. So natural ingredients obviously are healthier and safer for your pet as well as the environment. So think about shampoos and cleansers that you're cleaning your home with or even wipes. Uh, that you're using uh, on your pet. Okay, so let's talk about my fifth one, something we all do and have to deal with all the day as pet owners, all the day or every day as pet owners. Think about going green with pet potties. So when you're trying to be an eco-friendly pet parent, you might want to use biodegradable poop bags for picking up your dog's poop. This way you keep your hands clean, but the bag breaks down easily after it ends up in a landfill. So for cats, which is a huge problem, consider biodegradable cat litter. And how you'll know is you'll go on the box or go on the web and look for some biodegradable cat litter. That's generally litter made of paper, pine, wood. But really, if you make a few changes today, you're going to have a better environment tomorrow. So let me ask you, are you an eco-friendly pet parent or do you want to become one? Okay, everybody, that's a wrap. Ah, I just heard it. Before we go, we want to give you a preview for next week's show. So next week, we're talking about testing animals for coronavirus, heartworm and a lot more, including my money-saving tips. And I want to give special thanks to Jeffrey Corwin, Beth Edelman, and Amy Robinson. And, of course, we must thank our sponsors, the Animal Medical Center of Bradenton and EpiPet, making better skin, coat, and ear care products for healthier pets everywhere. Now, if you have a question, write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com, and we'll cover it on next week's show. Now, here's my other challenge. I want you to stay in touch. So I am, I'm asking you, sign up for the Pet Buzz newsletter at newsletter at the Pet Buzz. And, of course, if you've missed any portion of this show, visit our social media channels as well as your favorite streaming channels and listen to the link podcast on Monday morning. So most importantly, remember, we're here each week to help you take better care of your pets. Peace out and pet love. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz is hosted by the dynamic pet duo, pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. Tune in each week for the latest 411 on everything pet related. Visit our website at www.thepetbuzz.com. Learn more about us, the show, and our guests.